All right. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Across the Tracks podcast. Week before Christmas, this time next week, it'll be Christmas Eve, and Santa will be coming to visit all the little kitties across the land. But we're ho, here. Ho, ho. Yeah, we're here across the tracks, and I'm Wayne. And I'm Steve. All right. So what do we have on tap for tonight? Oh, a lot of things has been going on <laughs> since the last time that we broadcast from our hometown, Elizabethtown. That's right. We were, and, we were back uh, in the big city. Back in the big city, you know, did a little uh, did a little jamming. My my partner in crime was uh, on the ones and twos. <laughs> <laughs> Had a little fun uh, yeah. uh, for a worthy cause, yeah. and uh, it, it was good, you know, yeah. so... We're gonna take this next this next episode, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about a few things. We're gonna talk a little bit about art. We want to discuss uh, some hating that went on with one of the celebrities, and we want to mention some things with Christmas, with some Christmas ideas as well. So, um, I think uh, we'll 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 go with that, and then we'll move on and uh, see how it goes. That sounds like a plan. So, art. Um, you know, what is art? I've always asked that question. I mean, I, I never got into art. I never could draw worth a lick or anything. Uh, but the, the issue we're going to talk about tonight, and a lot of people probably saw this, was a piece of art, uh, a banana taped to a wall with duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and this, and this particular piece of art, quote art, sold for a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars or something like that. So uh, I was like, "What is is this for real?" You know, but it all boils down to the fact: one, who is looking at this as art? Um, how uh, abstract can something be uh, to be called art? Uh, I never understood the Andy Warhol pictures, you know, pictures of soup cans. <laughs> you know, this was this was, you know, a classic piece of art, whatnot. So I, I was like dumbfounded that a banana taped to a wall with duct tape could be called art. And and then some guy came along and ended up eating the banana. So <laughs> what, what does that <laughs> tell you? So, uh, you know. I guess it's all in the eye of the beholder. I, I guess that's the thing as to what someone looks at something and said this is and this has artistic value. I don't know. What what's your take on it? Yeah, I I kind of agree with you. You know, everybody has their own ideas of art, and if we go back to the masters and we talk about the, you know, Michelangelo's and the Raphael's and the Da Vinci's and you know people back in the uh, 18th century or seven, a 16th century and so on, the European idea of art is what the masters were all about. Now, um, you mentioned Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol became very famous because he was the first to really engage in popular art or pop art, different than the traditionals. Someone said, well, why can't you draw a soup can? You know, that's different than you see uh, the Dutch on a ship out in the middle of the uh, Red Sea. Okay, so it kind of breaks the barrier. Uh, 
someone taking feathers and glue, throwing the glue against the wall and blowing feathers on it. Right. To somebody, somebody's going to say, hey, that's really cool. Somebody else is going to say, damn, it looks like some damn feathers. <laughs> What's artsy about that? So I think it's like like you mentioned, it's in the eye of the beholder. What you see as art may be totally different than what I see as art. And of course, there are people that are artsy. Yes. You know, you have right brain, left brain, you know, left brain. I'm a left brain person. I'm proud of it. You know, I'm I'm focused. You know, I'm there's steps one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Right. You know, I understood and understand geometry. There's angles. I can see it. I can physically do things with it. Algebra, not so much because it's out there. You know, I, I the X's and Y's and all that stuff that I can't physically see. I, it was it was a little bit tough for me because my brain didn't work that way. You know, some people that are right brain, they are the artistic type people, not me. You know, I love listening to music. Hell, I can't play a note. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know how to sing songs. I can follow along with it, but put a guitar in my hand or a violin or something like that. Hell, I can't play it. Yeah. I tried to play the piano and it was a, it was horrible. My left hand and right hand cannot work independently of one another. It's just not going to happen. So me as being the left brain type person, you know, the arts thing is is different. However, I do understand what people see in different things. Now, granted, a banana taped to a wall to me ain't no damn art. It's a friggin' banana taped to a wall. I'm sorry, but it's a banana taped to a wall. Yeah, you know that uh, that the this this particular thing, the banana and the duct tape, and it was gray duct tape. It was the gray duct tape. Gray you know, duct, duct tape. tape comes in a lot of different colors now. This is the gray duct tape. But this reminds me, there was an episode of Sanford and Son. I don't know if you remember it, but Lamont was dating this lady that was in the art. And Lamont was going to museums with her and this type of thing. And he got his dad into, you know, thinking about, you know, instead of sitting around the house all day, supposedly coordinating, he, <laughs> he wanted him to, you know, develop a hobby. So Fred decided, you know, hey, this art thing, there might be something to it. So Fred ended up building a tower of junk. I don't know if you remember that episode or not. Yeah, I do. He had this huge tower <laughs> in the yard made of all this junk. And so he told Lamont, he said, hey, bring your girlfriend by. She's got an eye for art. I bet she's, she'll tell you that this is art. What My tower is an artistic masterpiece. <laughs> the lady comes over. She looks at the tower and, and she tells Lamont, she's like, Hmm, no, this is not really art. <laughs> so, you know, again, Fred thought his tower was a masterpiece. It was an artistic masterpiece. The guy who did the banana and the duct tape, I'm sure he's like, wow, I'm going to turn a lot of heads with this. Yeah, you did. You turned a lot of heads with it. But, uh, I, I, wow, taping I, a banana to the wall. I mean, come on. I think more than <laughs> anything, Wayne, it has to do with established artists and people that follow established artists will see their 
works as being important. Mm. Now, if Steve Johnson went to New York Metropolitan uh, Art Gallery and I taped a banana to the wall, they're going to go, who the hell is this crazy guy taping a <laughs> banana to the wall? But if Georgia O'Keeffe went to the Metropolitan Art Gallery in New York and taped the banana to the wall and took a picture of it, they would say, oh, my God, that thing is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars because of the person that did that. Right. So I think that's a lot to do with it. And I think the other thing is that the guy that ate the banana, that was an awesome event. <laughs> he he calls all of his friends over and just walks up. He films it and just eats the banana. <laughs> it wasn't like he was the person that owned the banana and that right. was somebody would say, "Oh my gosh, the artist is going to eat his banana." No. He right. was just a stupid guy that went and ate the banana. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and filmed it. And people were like, and they sat there and no one went, oh my gosh, he's eating the banana. Right, right. Now, yeah, if, it was, now if I went and ate that banana, they'd probably lock my ass up. Right, right. Nobody said a thing. I mean, they took <laughs> pictures of him while he was eating the banana and everything. Yeah, crazy. Totally crazy. Yeah. Totally crazy. Yeah. But, but again, that that there that's the premium we put on certain things in society. And art is one of those things. Like you said, if you or I did something like that, they'd probably commit us uh, to some insane asylum or something. But uh, depending on who you are and what your standing is in society, in the art world, whatnot, it's like you're you're considered a genius, you know. So this guy, I guess he had his fifth. Everybody gets 15 minutes of fame. Right. So yeah. he got his 15 minutes of fame. For his banana being taped to the wall with duct tape, he got his 15 minutes of fame. So it's and, all. And, and, you know, we all have artworks in our house. Absolutely. You know, we all have paintings and stuff like that. And it kind of gives you some idea of, I mean, when people come to our house, they get some idea of things that artistic things that we enjoy or are right. interested in. And so on. So it, it it gives us a little bit of say in it because people observe what we have in our house is art. Right, right, you know? right. I mean, we probably 90 percent of America uh, have art in their house. And I would say 95 percent of black America has one, two hundreds of pieces of art that is uh, African-American or black in nature. I mean, that's just part of it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. we we started following this brother here uh, in Colorado, um, black artist. And I, and I met him years and years ago. I did not know he resided here in Colorado Springs. And I was down in Louisiana uh, visiting my brother. He was stationed at Barksdale Air Force Base at the time. And there was an art festival going on in um, Bossier City, which was the the city outside of Barksdale. Right next door. Called, yeah, it was called the Red River Art Festival or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. So I walked by this guy's setup and he had, I mean, the artwork he had there, it was amazing. And he specialized in um, pictures from uh, what you would call 
uh, things that your grandmother or your big mama did back in the day, like shelling peas and uh, mm-hmm. husking corn and that type of thing. You know, things that we would identify with as as black culture, things from black culture. Yeah, th- so, things uh, that happened at, on the back of Miss Ganaway's porch. Right. Bow right. Street. <laughs> right. So I started talking to him and I said, man, I really like your work and whatnot. And he said, well, yeah, where are you from? You, you you live here? I said, no, I'm down here from Colorado. And he's like, where? I said, Colorado Springs. He said, that's where I'm from. And I'm like, what? He said, yeah. He said, here's my card. I got a gallery right outside the gate of Peterson Air Force Base. Come check me out. So I got back, told my wife about this guy. And I said, he's got a gallery right over here, which was probably about 15, 20 minutes from our house. So went to his gallery and man, we were amazed at the work that he had in this gallery. And we ended up buying in our, in our house. You've been to our house. Mm-hmm. Probably got about seven or eight pieces that we bought from him. His name is Jim Wider. And uh, I got really into his work. Um, he did a lot of pictures of the Buffalo Soldiers. And so I really got into that. And I've, I've got about three or four of his Buffalo Soldier prints. Yeah, you got one right there in the hallway, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I went right there in the hallway. Yep. And then my wife fell in love with this one that he did. It's called Salutations. And it's it hangs over our, our couch. And it's basically a, a person, you know, as you come into someone's home, people would greet you and they would sort of bow and, you know, raise their hands and basically welcome you into their home. So it's called Salutations. We really love that one, too. So, um, yeah, art is is a fantastic thing. Uh, again, you you can learn to appreciate, I think, uh, anything if it's presented the right way. Uh, but I don't know about a banana and duct tape to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> we chuckle, but yep, somebody but believes it's it. Art, you know, hey, it's art. It's art. So, <laughs> yeah. So, right. so what 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 do you have on your mind next? What do you? Oh, like, well, you this working? is this is a little thing that I noticed a few weeks ago. There was a famous comedian talk show host that was at, I think, a Dallas Cowboys football game. This may have been a month or so ago, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres was at a Dallas Cowboys football game, and she was sitting and hanging out next to George W. Bush and his wife, Laura. And she got a lot of hate mail and tweets. I don't do Twitter, but she got a lot of negative tweets for, you know, just hanging out and having a good time with uh, George George W. Bush and his wife, Laura, and people in the, you know, presidential box at, you know, the AT&T Stadium, I think is what it is down there. And so I wanted to talk about that. The fact that if you are of one political persuasion or another, or if you are of one lifestyle or another, we've gotten to this point in the country that you can't be this or that. You have to separate everything. You know, you can't be gay or be a Democrat and hang out with the Bushes. You know, so I want to talk a little bit about that. And it deals with some of the civility that we are lacking in the country today. 
you know, we've gotten to a point now that my way is the right way and your way is no way. Mm-hmm. And we've had a whole probably 20, 25 years that the country has started to separate and we're on two different camps and there's no there's no in between. There's no moderation. Okay. It, it, I shouldn't say there's no moderation. There is a lack of moderation. You know, we're we're going through this this impeachment thing now to bring that up a little bit. And regardless of whose side you're on, the other side is is wrong. There is no and we've gone through this situation where we grew up with Watergate. We were sophomores, juniors sure. in high school when this Watergate thing went on and we watched everything that went on. And you had Democrats and Republicans uh, that served on the Watergate committees that worked together to find out the truth. You know, they were ideology ideologies different, but when it came to protecting the Constitution and the government of the United States, they saw things the same way. There were Republicans that did not want to impeach President Nixon as they started through this thing. Democrats had found out about this and they were uh, working to figure out what exactly went on. And then it got to a point that there was so much evidence that the Republicans that were supporting Nixon at the time decided that we've seen enough evidence that we can no longer support you. You know, that doesn't, that's not going to happen today. Regardless of what the evidence is out there, you know, one party said, we've got the evidence, we've got this, this, that, the other, and the other says, we don't believe what you say. So uh, I kind of got off track there a little bit, but the idea is that because you're of one party and somebody is of another party or you have a, you know, a heterosexual, or if you're bisexual or gay or whatever, you cannot, you cannot uh, hold the same spaces. You know, that's ridiculous. That's, that's something that this country and our society needs to get past because, you know, we are going, this country is going to fall apart because of these, you know, divides because of, right, right. you know, my view versus your view. What are you? What are your thoughts? Right, right. and I, again, I, I think as you mentioned, you know, Ellen called a lot of flack for it because Ellen, had, you know, and and at one time I, I wasn't an Ellen fan, and and Ellen, you know, she sort of rammed it down your throat at the very beginning. You know, the fact that she's gay, she just wanted to ram it down your throat, and it wasn't until she chilled out and just, you know, became who she was. You know, I'm gay. Cool. But I don't have to, you know, beat you over the head with it every time I come on the air. And she just chilled. And I became a fan of Ellen, you know, the way she conducted herself. But Ellen was catching flack because of the stance she took that anyone who was against gay marriage, she had had a track record of not allowing certain people on her show. And the fact that you're now seen at a Dallas Cowboy game in the same box with the Republican president, who also shared that view that he felt that marriage was between a man and a woman, 
she caught flack for that because it because it appears as though you're being hypocritical. And Ellen's like, well, you know, people do evolve as we we all evolve. Right. And and Ellen's view was that, hey, just because he believes this and I believe this, that mean we can't go to a football game and laugh and and have a good time for an hour or two. She's like, I, I, I'm not believing that. And, and and as you said, that's that's what this country has come to. There is no civil discord anymore. It's either, like you said, my way is the only way. If you have a different opinion, I don't want to hear it because it don't matter. And and until we get beyond that to where people can agree to disagree, we don't share the same views. We agree to disagree. But that doesn't mean we can't go out have a pizza, share a pizza together, play racquetball together, uh, do whatever we do as human beings to interact with each other that has nothing to do with our political views or, or what we think about things in society, whatnot. If we can't come together in the simplest terms and share a space at an event or whatever, then we're in serious trouble. <laughs> we're in serious trouble. Yeah, I think the biggest thing to me, Wayne, is we have gotten to a point that we don't see what is right and what is wrong. If it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. You can't say that if it's if you know it's wrong, but you say that you don't go against it's wrong. It, it's amazing how people can say that I looked at this event and saw Ellen sitting with George W. Bush and and Laura. And that has to be wrong because, right. <laughs> you know, he is not for that and she is not for what he believes. But yet they can't they can't come together as human beings and enjoy an event like a football game or a play right. or look at a damn banana on the wall. That's right. duct tape. Right. Look at right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We we have gone haywire on this. Um, you know, my view is the only view. And if you're coming from a different, uh, you know, different thing, you know, uh, what we're talking about harkens back to a song. Um, different strokes for different folks, line the family stone. Yep. And there's a line in that song that says, um, you don't understand the bag I'm in. Therefore, you can't for some reason you can't accept me because you don't understand the bag I'm in. You know, well, at some point we are going to have to learn to see each other. And we've talked about that numerous times here on the broadcast. We don't see each other anymore. We look past each other. And it, it, again, if, if that if your view is different from mine, I don't want to associate with you. I don't want anything you have to say. I'm stuck to my view. And that's the only view. Yeah, we've and, gotten to a point. We've gotten to a point where we don't listen. Yes, I we, all, we all want to get our opinion across and we don't want the other person to talk or we focus on what we're going to say or is trying to say as opposed to listening, let the other person finish their thoughts and sentence or their ideas and then speaking after it, you know, just like yeah. I just cut you off. I apologize for that. Yeah. But 
you know, that's the thought that came up. That's where we are. That's right. a good example right there. Right. Right. And 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 I I, I jogged a couple of days ago when we were talking about, you know, what we were going to have on the broadcast tonight, I, I jotted down something that came to my mind here lately. I do a lot of thinking at old dark 30 in the morning, you know, um, <laughs> you can't go to sleep. So for, for those folks listening on the podcast, old dark 30 is real early in the morning. That's a military term, <laughs> old dark 30. But uh, it was it was early in the morning. I was like, man, I can't go to sleep. So I started thinking. And so it is the holiday season. And there's two phrases you always hear this time of year. And I think one of them ties in directly with what we're talking about. And that is peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And my notes are scribbled down. I said, peace on earth. What does peace on earth look like? And I said, there's never going to be any peace on earth until we stop the divisiveness in this country and around the world. It's not just in America. This thing of dividing and, and you know, making you get over here because you don't look like me, you don't think like me, I'm over here because I think I'm better than you, whatever. We're never going to have any peace on this earth until we learn to listen to each other, until we learn to see each other, and to understand which bag the other guy is in. And until we do that, there's never going to be peace on earth. That was my notes. Yep. And uh, I thought I, that ties right in with what we're talking about now. You know, uh, again, I was not an Ellen fan at first, but I came to like Ellen. I like her show. I think Ellen is real. I think she is who she is. And if she wants to go to a football game and hang out with the former president and his wife, then who the hell cares? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it, it shows a lot. It, it, it says this is where we should be. That people with differing views, hey, man, we can still hang. We can still do some things together as human beings, you know, and, and that's that's the cool thing about it. So thumbs up to Ellen. Thumbs up to Ellen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thumbs All right. Up. Let's transition into, uh, you know, the, the big thing that's going to happen here in the next week or so is Christmas. Christmas. And we, we want to talk about a couple things, a few things for Christmas. As we wind down our uh, our uh, podcast here, uh, we want to look at maybe talk about maybe favorite movies or favorite songs uh, or favorite. I've got one that just I just thought of is maybe uh, your favorite Christmas Eve event. Oh wow! Is, huh. I just I just thought of one that I have to share. My my oh. kids may not may not like this, but I'm <laughs> going to share it anyway. Oh, okay. okay, so let's let, let's let you start off. What, what are your, some of your favorite memories from? Well, some of my yeah. Christmas. So Christmas time, you know, we we grew up in E Town, and uh, you know, as a kid growing up in E Town, man, you you always waited for Christmas. It was it was you, you couldn't wait. You're a kid, and there was a couple of things that uh, come to mind for me growing up in E Town uh, for Christmas. One was you always knew it was getting close to Christmas time. When they construct, they constructed Santa Claus's house down by the courthouse. Yeah, <laughs> yes, right. And, and, little, and put the candy canes on the light poles. Yeah, put the candy canes <laughs> on the light poles, and it was the same decorations year after year after year, right? 
But the construction of the Santa Claus house down in the square is like, oh, man, it's getting close, right? <laughs> and uh, Santa Claus would be in that house, man. And you'd have to go in that house, you know, and the line would be backed up and your parents would take you in there and go in that little house and chat with Santa Claus. That that was a huge memory, man. I think probably everybody that grew up around the time that we did probably remembers that little red house uh, yeah. down by the courthouse there. Yep. Yeah. Another thing was, uh, you know, Christmas candy, uh, the, the candy that you would get probably only around Christmas time. And we would always get our Christmas candy from Hawkins Grocery, man. You know, go up to Hawkins Grocery and they'd have the uh, orange slices. They'd oh, have, man. You know, with all the sugar on it? Yeah, with all the sugar on it. Orange oh. with all the sugar on it. And you, you get the orange slices, and then they'd have the the candies with the coconut on the inside. Uh, they had they were white on the outside, and you bite into them. They have coconut on the inside, uh, and then I, I'm not to say this. What was that? Macaroons. They're sort of like macaroons. Yeah, but, they, but you only you only saw them during Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then we we also used to get, and I'm going to say this, and if you have to censor the censor this in the broadcast, you have to do that. But there was there was candy we got. We called them nigger toes. <laughs> <laughs> only black folks know that. Only all right. We we we, we get the nigger toes and. and those were good, man. Good candy. Good candy, man. And uh, I remember my, my dad or my dad would probably go to Hawkins and get the Christmas candy and bring it back. We have apples, the orange slices, this other candy with the coconuts and the nigger toes, man. And, uh, and that was your Christmas candy. And then uh, the last thing I remember as a kid, Christmas time, E-Town, was the, the Sunday school program oh yeah they always did jesus right. <laughs> mr the, english was always on the cross <laughs> right and at the end of the sunday school program you get your little bag man you know yep. and uh it always had an apple or a piece of candy in it. you might get a candy cane in there something like that and uh you were happy man you you were happy so those are some of the memories i have from uh from growing up in E-Town, man, just as a kid, and and you 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 know you you never figured it out, man. I remember one year we were downtown, and uh, we were in the car with my mom, and we had this I don't know what car we had at the time, and my mom was doing the shopping, and you know you 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 know you you still believe in Santa Claus a little bit, you know, and uh, so the back of the car. Where the trunk came up, the top of the uh, the piece where you could where the trunk was, it was loose, so you could lift it up and actually look into the trunk. <laughs> so I think I or my brother lifted up the, the the piece that went into the trunk, and we saw all these toys in the trunk of the car. <laughs> and my mom, you know, saying, "What are y'all doing? Put that, put that down. What are y'all looking at? There ain't nothing in there for you to look for." You know, I think because I think then we discovered, ah. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Now we know. Now we know about Santa Claus. Now we know about Santa. You know? <laughs> yeah. So that that's that was my memories, man. Uh, growing up in in, in E Town, man, it was it was great times, man. How about yourself? Uh, some of them are very similar. You know, the, the the house down on the square. I remember everybody used to go to everyone's house and play cards all the time during Christmas mm-hmm. time. And a couple of big memories that. 
uh, we used to go out to Fort Knox and cut our trees, Christmas trees. We used to go on the base and cut the Christmas trees. And so we, my father and I, went out there to cut the Christmas tree down. And I never forget this. We were out there cutting the Christmas tree down. He found some place back, back on the on the base, and we were cutting the Christmas tree down. And it was kind of around the bend, you know. And before you know it, a damn tank comes rolling around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to run for our lives. We thought we were going to get run over by a tank. And my dad said, this is the last time I'm getting the damn tree from here. We're getting artificial trees from this point on. Oh, my gosh. But that's one of those one of those memories you'd you never forget. <laughs> you know, we're sitting there, and I'm, I'm oh helping gosh. him. I'm just probably, I may have been 10 11 years old maybe and I'm sawing like hell and then all of a sudden this tank just comes flying around the corner and we jump all the way <laughs> so oh that we don't God. get crushed by the tank Wow. the other thing is that you talked about candy Christmas time was a time for chocolate fudge in our household Ooh. oh man we only got it during Christmas time we had two types we had the white fudge with walnuts in it, and then just regular old chocolate fudge. Oh, I'd never forget that uh, whatsoever. And we always had, uh, we had a Santa Claus that was our the top of our ornament. Yeah. And we took the Santa Claus and and we painted Santa Claus's face brown because <laughs> we didn't want, cause we we didn't think my parents didn't think well, Santa Claus ain't white, <laughs> so we took we took and painted Santa Claus's faces his face brown on and put him on top of the tree. So that was something that was kind of unique. Uh, as far as Christmas presents go. You know, my parents always had to chase me into the bed, you know, and they would bring little lumps of coal and kind of leave them around <laughs> saying that, you know, you don't get ashes in your face. And yeah, yeah. my other brother, my older brother, always used to try to scare me and stuff like that. So those are those are memories that that I had growing up in, in E-Town. Wow. Uh, stringing lights up. My parents always had lights all over the place you know and on the house in the bushes around the trees and so on i never caught on to that after having my own house you know (laughs) i'm not stringing any lights because i hated doing it because it was cold and i had to get out there and help so those are those are my thoughts and my memories from from there yeah i i don't remember a time you know you know living in the bottom i don't remember a time where People didn't have their houses decorated. I don't, I'm, you know, I, I'm looking at the bottom and, and walking literally in my mind, walking through the bottom and everybody's house is decorated. Yeah, you know? yeah. That was that. That was the thing, then, man. And it just it just made that Christmas uh, feeling uh, that much more stronger, you know, especially when you're a kid, man, you know, you know, twinkling lights and all this stuff and, and every house, you know, mm-hmm. decorated, you mm-hmm. know. And like you say, now that I got my own house, whatever, now that daddy is is grown and gone, we, we don't even put the tree up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I put lights out. It's 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 those little lights you put in your lawn. Yeah, and it shows blows color up on the house. Yeah, yeah. That's the closest I'm getting to putting up yeah. lights. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, and I'm thinking about going to buy me one of those so I can so I can do that because they're yeah. wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> they work. <laughs> yeah, we're like, yeah, we don't need to do all this, you know, stringing lights and putting up trees. On and Danny, Danny got in that. We did that primarily when she was younger, but. Now we're like, oh gosh, we ain't got to decorate no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. All right. So, Go ahead. So, yeah. So, Christmas themed, you know, part of the broadcast. So, as as a kid, or now that you've been around a bit, uh, what what were some of the holiday movies that uh, you there can't miss holiday movies for you? What do you have two or three that are can't miss? You got to see them during the holiday season. Yeah, there's there's three basically. You got to see Rudolph. Yes. And you got to see Rudolph, and you you corn Cornelius got to be part of that. That's right. Uh, I always like to watch It's Wonderful Life. Yes. With Jimmy Stewart, and then the other one is A Christmas Story. This is the one Christmas. with Ralphie. Yes, yeah, the one with Ralphie. <laughs> <laughs> those those three are my top three. As far as uh, Christmas movies that I watch, there's others. I a lot of people debate whether Die Hard's a Christmas movie or not, but I think it is. But those three: um, Rudolph, Christmas Story, and It's a Wonderful Life. Those are the ones I'd, I'd like to uh, watch. How, how about you, man? Yeah, I'm I'm dead on Wonderful Life. Uh, I usually watch It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve. Okay. And, uh, that that's our thing, man. Whoever's up, and I'm usually the only one up, but I, I'll watch. It's a Wonderful Life because uh, that movie, it 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 it's the message, man, is so clear. Yes. You know, so it is it is so clear. So I love that movie. That that's one of one I have to watch. I also like, and it's a little newer, but I like This Christmas uh, with Chris Brown. Loretta Devine, uh, you know, the, she's got the kids and uh, uh, Neo is in the movie. I think mm-hmm. love that movie, man, because it, it's a family oriented movie. Uh, it's it says a lot to me. I like that one. And then the other one I like is Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, that's the, a good the one. original Miracle. The original with Natalie Wood. Yeah, the original Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, the one that's black and white, yeah. Yeah, the black and white version. So <laughs> those are three that, 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 like, during the holiday season, yes, I have to watch those three. And, uh, yeah, Rudolph and The Grinch. And uh, I've got a, a classic Christmas DVD set. It's got Rudolph, The Grinch, and Frosty all on one disc, you know. Oh, so yeah. you throw those in. So you, you got to have those. So right, right. You got to have those. Yeah. So. Um, what about holiday music? Oh, wow. <laughs> so much, so much. Uh, as far as favorite songs, I would say that I love Patti LaBelle's Christmas album. Boys to Men, theirs is always, always fantastic. Favorite Christmas song, I would say specifically would be Silent Night by the Temptations. Yes. Yeah, that's that's yes. my that's my favorite. Yes. And some of the cute ones like I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus by the Jackson Five is always one of the favorites. Uh I know just just this week Mariah Carey uh reached number one on Billboard with her uh 
Christmas song from 23, 24 years ago. 25 years. 25 years ago. All I want from you is Christmas. Is that the yeah. name of it? All I want All I want for Christmas is you. Is you. Okay. okay. And you know, I told, I told Cynthia, my wife, I said, that really irritates me, man, because <laughs> that is a great song. It came out in 1994, and it just now hit number one on Billboard. And I said, you know, we reward mediocrity, man, in, 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 in the music business now. That is a that song is fantastic. That song is a classic. That entire CD is a classic. Uh, Mariah put her foot in that CD. That is a classic CD. So um, for me, you know, if if we're segueing, if, if for me, uh, total with you. Silent Night by the Temptations, classic. You got to have that on your Christmas playlist. If oh, nothing absolutely. else, you got to have that. I also like. There's a version of uh, God Rest Ye Merry, uh, God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen, mm-hmm. by the Stylistics. I love that song, man. And then uh, some of the fun stuff I like. I like. Um, Christmas in Hollis, Queens by Run DMC. I love that song. That, oh, that's yeah? Playlist. Yeah. And then Christmas Rapping by Curtis Blow. Oh, yeah. yeah you got to have Christmas yep. Rapping by yep. Curtis Blow, <laughs> you know? So, yep. uh, and, and like now, man, I'm, I've been listening to Christmas music. I tell my wife, it's not official until the day after Thanksgiving to start playing Christmas music, you know? <laughs> But she's playing Christmas music before Thanksgiving. I'm like, no, that goes against the code. <laughs> <laughs> that goes against the code. <laughs> the, the code is after Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, you can put right. the put the stuff on and uh, put the Christmas tunes on. But I got I got one more, man. So you're you 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 like jazz, right? Yeah, absolutely. Several years ago, when my wife's dad was alive, and and we were we were dating, and after we got married, we used to come home either Thanksgiving or Christmas, or sometimes we do both, and we'd stay at there at her parents' home. And this one particular Christmas, her dad was a great cook, man. He's cooking, he's throwing down in the kitchen, and we're in the den, you know, doing something, we're either wrapping presents or something like that. And this music comes on. They had the speakers throughout the house. And this music comes on. I take that back. It wasn't the speakers. It was a radio system in the house. But they had one of those old German um, uh, stereos. I mean, mm-hmm. the heavy German stereos, man. Really, really nice piece of um, it was a piece of furniture. But it furniture, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice piece of audio gear. And so um, he puts on this album. And so we're wrapping gifts, man, and this album starts to play, man, and I'm mesmerized. And I'm like, what the heck is that? I mean, every song was just like, man, this is amazing. It was the Ramsey Lewis Trio. If you ever get a chance to find that CD, man, the Ramsey Lewis Trio, this is Christmas. Mm-hmm. Classic. It is a classic. I actually have the album. But the album is I played it to death. So I had to find it. You can download it on iTunes. Okay. Ramsey Lewis Trio, This Is Christmas. You will love it, man. You will love it. It's Ramsey Lewis at his best. So I, I give much homage to my uh, father-in-law who passed on, but he turned me on to that. And every year, man, I keep a copy of my car mm-hmm. and I pop it in. And I listen to it. He, oh man, it's amazing CD. So check it out if you get it. I will. I'll do that. You know, <laughs> you know me. 
<laughs> I, lo- I love me some music, man. Yeah, love sir. me some music. Yeah. All right. One other thing before other we thing. Uh, get to uh, ending this thing up. How about favorite events on Christmas Eve? Favorite events or favorite things that took place on Christmas Eve that you can chuckle about or, you know, something that brings back some wonderful thoughts or anything like that. How about that? Wow, I'm trying to think. Christmas Eve. I, yeah, I, I knew, you know, as a kid growing up, the, th- uh, the thing was you had to be in bed by a certain time. <laughs> yeah. You had to be in bed by a certain time. And usually it was like, you know, man, it's too early to go to bed. I mean, you weren't, <laughs> weren't going to say that at the time. But now looking back, you're like, man, we were going to bed at seven o'clock at night and stuff like that because you had to be in bed, you know. But and 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 our family, I we didn't do a lot of stuff on Christmas Eve. Uh, we did a lot, you know. Everything was Christmas Day, um, so it was, you know, you know, getting getting everything set, have your dinner, whatnot, and uh, and then kids got to get in bed, you know. And you didn't say anything. You marched your little behind off the bed, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and got ready for Santa, you know. So. Uh, but we didn't do a lot of things on Christmas Eve. It was, it was mostly Christmas Day and, you know, people would come over or you'd go to other relatives' homes. Or we'd, sometimes we'd go to my grandmother's house or she would come. Um, she lived in Sonora at the time. And uh, sometimes she would come to E-Town. We'd go pick her up, bring her to E-Town. And she would be at um, either my mom's house or my Aunt Florine or my Aunt Lietta's house, whatnot. And we would, you know, get together, that type of thing. But most of our, you know, celebrations took place Christmas Day. So. You know, Christmas Day when you got those <laughs> brand new skates and you decided to go out there in the snow and try to skate down the street. <laughs> or, or, or you get a basketball and try to go down to the court and dribble a basketball. It's like... Court snow and snows all over the court. It's cold. <laughs> ball won't bounce in the cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, or going. I I tell you, man, the thing was Christmas Day. You get up, you open your stuff, blah blah blah. Hey, let's go over to so and so's house. Let's see what they got. See what they got. Yep. See what they got. <laughs> you know. See what Everything they got. was in walking distance as well. And, and yeah, that was it, man. We walked to everybody's house. And it, and it was cool, man. And uh, that is, I think, like you say, not just our hometown, but a lot of small towns are like that. You know, you're you're close knit with everybody, especially this time of the year. Uh, you know, people know each other, and you spend a lot of times at other people's homes. They welcome you into their homes, and you get to know them, and you just enjoy the spirit of the season, which is which is all good. It should be like that every day of the year, but we've covered that ground. So yeah, we've yeah. covered that ground, but, uh, that's, that's some of the things I remember as, as a kid, man, growing up, uh, in E-Town and, and enjoying that and looking back on it now, it was, uh, it was fantastic. Uh, we tried to give some of those traditions to our daughter as she was growing up. And I think we, we did that, you know, but they'll make their way as, as they go through life as well. Right. right. And they'll develop their own thing. And, uh, but, uh, that's, I think we, we, you know, growing up, you know, you on one side of the tracks, me on the other. The growing up was pretty similar. We did a lot of the same things, just in different parts of the town. Right. And, but the traditions were the same. It was all about family, friends, good food, good times, and uh, and remembering what the reason for the season 
is. Right, right. I've got I've got one one story I want to tell you about hey, Christmas Eve. Bring it on. And that is probably I want to say Alex may have been six years old, five or six years old, and Stephanie may have been two or three or something like that. And for the past, the previous few years, Alex was always upset that he couldn't, he could not see Santa Claus, you know, so he would leave the cookies out, we'd leave the cookies out and the milk and stuff. And of course, he's, you'd take a bite or whatever. Right. And so this one, I think Stephanie was maybe three years old, so we're saying about 95, 96, maybe. <clears throat> So Alex decided he had a, he had a Batman sleeping blanket. He still has it today. We still have that thing today. And he says, I am not going to miss Santa Claus tonight. And so I'm going to sleep underneath the tree. <laughs> <laughs> so he decides he gets his Batman sleeping blanket and he gets uh, his pillow and he parks it right in our dining room, right next to the tree. And so at the same time, you know, Stephanie was old enough to start getting her training wheels on her bicycle and stuff. So we had bought her a bicycle. So that night, about probably 11, 12 o'clock or so, we go out into the garage and start putting Stephanie's bicycle together. Okay, so we put it together. I should say I put it together and Lynn's going to help me put that underneath the tree. Now, granted, Alex is sleeping under the tree. And so we come in and we're banging, we're banging this damn bicycle off the walls and dropping it and shit. <laughs> and he is, he is asleep. He doesn't hear a thing like most kids when we were. I, I never heard anything anyway. And that bicycle was underneath the tree. And. We go, we finally decided to, you know, go to bed and the next morning, probably about four or five o'clock in the morning, there's a bang, 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 bang on our door and he runs into our bedroom and he's crying. What's wrong, man? Are you hurt? You were thinking that he cut himself or he tripped on something. And he's, I can't believe what, 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 what's going on? He goes, I didn't see Santa Claus. <laughs> so he was crying because he was sleeping underneath the tree. Santa Claus had delivered all these presents and all these gifts and he didn't get a chance to see them. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> so, like I said, I don't understand how he was sleeping. Oh. We, we were banging stuff all over the place. Drop, I dropped the bicycle. He didn't. He didn't phase. He didn't wake up at all. So that's that's oh. one story that, that I I've told it probably a hundred times to our friends. But uh, yeah, and Stephanie, she she wakes up the next morning. She wants to go out and ride the bicycle. And there was snow out there on the ground, yeah. so it was cold. And she rode it around the driveway a little bit. But that's one of those events that you you never forget. And that now that I've talked about it on the, in this uh, forum, it could stay out there forever. So, yeah, so it'll be out here there. that yeah. hear this this five or six year old kid missed seeing Santa Claus and he almost had a fit about it. Wow. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, my friend. Like we, yeah. as you mentioned, you know, as we go through this season, you know, it's not all about, you know, what we get for Christmas. It's not all about the things that we personally share amongst our friends. It's the idea that, you know, the the season is for, you know, the 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 birth of Jesus Christ. And we we should always keep that in our minds and hearts first. Yes, it's good to have toys. It's good to have new, shiny new things and so on. But without his sacrifice, we wouldn't be where we are today. And I, I, I think, as you mentioned earlier, peace on earth, goodwill to all men. You know, we need to bring his pra- uh, practices back into this society. Absolutely. You know, if we go by the golden rule and so on, I think we'll um, be able to have fewer issues and so on. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, again, I, I scribble down, you know, goodwill toward men. What does that really mean? I think in a nutshell, it means that we have to show respect uh, to each other because we're all members of one family. That is the human family. And so, as you said, we need to get back to those basics. Um, we're all made in God's image. And if that is true, um, then we need to respect each other. We need to treat each other uh, in the spirit of Christian love, brotherly love. And, uh, you know, quit disparaging each other. Quit running each other down. Um, you know, quit being so uh, hateful and, uh, you know, I, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I, I hear you. We, we, we need to get back to that. Treat each treat the other person the way you would like to be treated. And if we can do that, I think that is showing goodwill uh, toward each person on this planet called Earth. So. Yeah, you know, I think let's use social media as it is designed as it was designed to be. You know, Facebook is, for me, something that I share with my friends some of the things that are going on in my life. It's not for, right. me, not for me to sit on, at uh, my address and spew out a bunch of junk. Right, right, you know, right. Let's, let's use the media, the, that medium, as it, as it is designed to do so that we can connect with friends, so that we can right. connect with uh, uh, people that we work with, colleagues and so on. Right, right. Uh, if you want to get on a, a political tirade, go to a political forum where you can share that information with people that you think you are covered, covered uh, with. You know, some of these things are, you know, I don't want to hear some of the, some of this stuff, you know, so – Use it as me, and I, I, I don't post any political stuff on my my social media. Rarely, if I if I've ever, you know, simply because it's going to upset someone that I consider a friend. Right. You know, if they, if they disagree with me and so on. Right. Uh, that's the way I am right now. Uh, maybe in the future that could change, but you know, that's those were my thoughts. You know, let's right. let's get back to, you know, peace, love, and so. That's it. That's it. It's been a stone gas for this episode of Across the Tracks podcast. I'm not Don Cornelius, but I'm me. I'm Steve. (laughs) And we will catch you next time on the Across the Tracks podcast. I guess our next broadcast will be 
uh, in the, I guess, New Year's Eve or that week before the New Year breaks. New Year's. Uh, yeah, we're coming uh, up on our anniversary, coming man. Coming up on our anniversary of yeah. our broadcast in January, I think it was. We kicked it off. Yep. And we're still going strong. So uh, we really appreciate you supporting it. If you get a chance, I think I mentioned it at the event. And I want to go back and you know thank you and Lynn coming down supporting that event uh, on behalf of my sister. We really appreciate that. Uh, but I did throw out during the event PSA for the uh, podcast. So again, check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, we're everywhere where you get your podcast. So check us out. And that said, Merry Christmas and the most happiest of New Year to you and yours. Same to you, brother. Same to you.